Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I am your host, Amy. This is the podcast where I talk about anything and everything that's on my mind, ranging from deep and meaningful all the way through to random shit. You're here now, so why don't we hang out? back to the aesthetic vibes podcast i'm your host amy um i'm struggling to wake up (laughs) i'm drinking a coffee i had one of those night sleeps where it was just a pile of shit (laughs) there's no nice way to put it right it was a pile of shit i could get i couldn't get i couldn't get to sleep so i was laying there for hours and then i got to sleep woke up and was wide awake so i was like how the hell am I going to sleep? So started listening to some ASMR. Um, yeah, didn't help. <laughs> I ended up uh, taking something to help me sleep. And here we are. I did want to get up a lot earlier. I have my job to do. I've um, started a new job for those who don't know. So, um, yeah, lawyering. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I have to have a little bit more energy for that. So I'm going to have this coffee I'm going to talk with you guys for a bit and then I'm going to have another coffee and then my day is going to be spectacular. So I was laying in bed in the middle of the night, wide awake, thinking about what can I talk about that's interesting on my podcast. And the topic of addiction kind of cropped up in my head and I was thinking, oh, this might be something that is a fun topic to talk about. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about addiction and just some different thoughts that I have in relation to it. So if you are recovering, if you are uh, particularly sensitive to particular words or or the names of drugs and medications, this might not be the right episode for you. Um, But to say that I'm not going to go into too much detail, I'm just going to talk very broadly. So I'll leave that up to your discretion. Okay, for the rest of those sticking around, let's go. short coffee break okay good 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 i i don't know if you guys have seen it but on um uh, tiktok oh my god on netflix there's a relatively new show called painkiller so the whole plot of the show is based around the fact that uh you know in the 80s and 90s pharmaceutical companies were really pushing their agenda with their drugs and medications they were going into doctors and they were saying you know what you need to sell this and oxy was a drug that was developed that was apparently a cure everything drug so it was your wonder drug and what we had at one point was almost every doctor if not every other doctor over prescribing it because they were receiving compensation from the actual company. Um, So it became beneficial, you know, and doctors would be invited to these crazy retreats and stuff like that, thanking them for actually prescribing these copious amounts of Oxy. Um, So basically the show moves through all of that. It talks about addiction. So they've got like a sales force team who are out there, you know, really pressuring doctors to write scripts for oxy um one of the core things in the program 
uh, those that are selling are usually using. So they're working for the company, selling the drugs and also using it. And you see a lot of scenes where they're kind of snorting the drug, which I find interesting. Um, and they almost treat it like it hits them with a rush, like a, I don't know, I don't know. So um, lots of death off the back of this oxy epidemic like there was there was many deaths hundreds and hundreds of thousands of deaths from people who became addicted and in this show you actually see the journey of a couple of people who were addicted remain addicted become sober and then relapse so it's quite interesting in that respect um and then you see like the withdrawal symptoms that these people were going through to get off it um, so I remember I was prescribed or I was given Oxy for some reason. I've had like surgeries and other stuff like that, but I, I remember I was given it and I remember it not doing anything. So I was taking it and the pain levels were that freaking high that I was like, this is not doing anything. And I think we shift to morphine and morphine still didn't do anything. So I was basically just sitting there like rotting, <laughs> rotting into the hospital bed. Um, because it did nothing for me, I don't see myself like being addicted to a drug of that nature. It's like endone, right? I don't know if they're the same thing. Anyway, I'm assuming they're two different things. I don't know. My husband knows. I don't. Endone. I had that prescribed to me multiple times. Like doctors... Anytime you go through like an IVF cycle, the doctors are like, oh, we're going to prescribe you after you kind of do all the invasive stuff. They go, oh, we're going to prescribe you something. Do you want endone? And I'm always like, no, it doesn't work for me. It's like fucking taking a Panadol. Um, so I always ask for Panadine Fort, which has its own issues. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so this show's great. Uh it's fantastic in it really shows the societal and individual impact of drug addiction and usage and how you know you see this guy and he's willing to do anything to get his hands on some oxy he would sell his child if he could so it's a really really interesting show uh, Matthew Broderick is like the main person in the show and he actually does a really good job He's been in some other things, and I kind of go, um, nothing will beat Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but he does he does really do well um, with this part. I um, I so yeah, so I've had uh, a stack of different drugs in those different families that haven't worked. I wonder to myself if they didn't work because the pain was too excruciating, like my appendix ruptured and it leaked into my abdomen and chest and so I was in excruciating pain there was kind of nothing that could fix it um, but when I went under the general because I had to go in for emergency surgery that was where the the pain was actually ceased so that actually really really helped me so I was thinking the other day so I've had um had some mental health challenges over the past few weeks um and I had pre-recorded those last five Halloween episodes. So I haven't actually sat down and recorded in quite some time. And I, well, my hair's a different color as well. So you might notice that for those watching. But I hadn't um, hadn't sat down for a while. 
Um, I've been dealing with some mental health challenges, one of which being extreme anxiety leading to panic attacks. And I went to my doctor and my doctor gave me one drug that's not usually handed out freely, uh, but doctors can prescribe it. They often do. So it did nothing. So I went back to my doctor and he actually gave me the most highly restricted drug. So I'm not going to say what it is, but it was, it's highly restricted and it's like the top tier of anti-anxiety. So, um, I took a couple of those over a series of days and it kind of helped, but not a lot. And then it's sort of, I needed something and then it tapered off and it didn't help at all. So I went back to see him and he kind of said, oh, that's the strongest. How about I give you another script and we double the dosage. I'm thinking to my God, myself, oh my God. Anyway, we do this. Um, I learn that this is not a medication that you can just stroll around with it hanging in your, you know, your purse or whatever, particularly if you get like stopped somewhere and someone reviews, like wants to see inside your purse because of how highly restricted it is. And the reason it's highly restricted is the addictive nature. However, I'm not finding it addictive. I'm finding it helps where necessary, but not, not fully. It kind of helps a little bit. So I was saying to my husband the other day in the car, right, like all these drugs that I've just spoken about, because they don't necessarily work, I can't see myself and, you know, fingers crossed, touch on water, all that stuff, but I can't see myself becoming addicted to those types of drugs. For me, those types are, yes, they're highly restricted and they allegedly have an addiction warning on them, but for me... I don't know. Like, I just, they, they don't appeal. It's not like I go, ooh, it's time to go take a blah, blah, because I've got 50 million of them that have been prescribed to me. It's more so, oh, I feel like I'm having a heart attack and I'm about to die. That's okay. I'll take one and hopefully it eases something. Coffee break. <laughs> Mini coffee break. Oh, my God. A few moments later. So, sorry, readjust, readjusting the microphone. So, for me, it's it's weird, right? The stuff that I should be worried about, I'm not worried about. However, I struggle with coding. And I think at one point I was a very avid codeine user. I wouldn't say I was addicted, but I'd say, you know, it was thoroughly enjoyable whenever I had pain. <laughs> Just terrible to say. But codeine, and I can't remember, my husband said it transforms into something in your bloodstream, like morphine or something, and it's highly addictive. Codeine for me is the one that I could easily become addicted to, but it's also the one that, the only one that works. So it's kind of this catch-22 situation because you ask for what works and then you get it and you go, oh, this is fantastic. Um, so it's a, it's a really uh, – it's like a juggling act or, or a fine line. That's probably a better way to, to put it. So those that, that particular drug would be in that category for me. But outside of that, I just don't – and I take, um, I take a sedative at night with my mental health and – Apparently, people have been abusing the sedative that I'm on, so now they've also become highly restricted. So, I 
now like I have there's all these hoops that my job doctors have to jump through to get me the medication because I actually physically need it but the feeling of taking this particular drug it puts you into a less functioning position your brain kind of stops working you're very kind of chill and relaxed but it's not enjoyable it's not like I would take it in the morning and be like see you later day and then just go and like lay on the couch and lap up the fact that I'm kind of out of it It, like it's not like that it's that's a terrible feeling by the way I don't know anybody who would enjoy just sitting there feeling like your brain's not working everything's foggy and you can't do anything you can't get up you can't eat you just feel like shit like it doesn't make sense to me right like it's so fucking weird And that brings me to the thought process. You know, a lot of people say mental health, well, more so people say addiction is a mental health condition. And yeah, it probably is, right? Your brain is telling you that you need and want this and your body is probably not in need. So it's, um, you know, it's questionable. And in Australia, a lot of these drugs are regulated. But that means shit, If people want these drugs, they will get them. So with the changes, we had recent changes a couple of years ago to the distribution of Panadine Fort and Nurofen Plus and Panadine, um, each because they had codeine in them. So there was a complete um, shift, I think it was four years ago maybe, where those drugs became prescription only. And the reason behind that was was because people were over-consuming the, the Panadine Fort, for example, and, and dying. So they made them prescription only. And then everybody kind of blew up because for certain people, you know, you have, a back, you have back pain or you've hurt your ankle or whatever it might be. Being able to go to the chemist and say, hey, can I get this to help, um, you know, and allowing them to give you that over the counter was really beneficial. What's happened is it started clogging up the GPs because now people have to go and get scripts. GPs are becoming more and more stingy with it because they're being monitored on how much they hand these out. I've heard of people that on a Monday, they get in their car, they go around and they have a handful of doctors that they see. They go and get scripts for two weeks, one week, whatever it is, enough to last them. They go to different pharmacies to fill them. And then they've got a stash of Panadine Fort that they that they use until the next doctor's appointment. If people want their shit, they're going to get their hands on it. It doesn't matter what you do. They're going to get their freaking hands on it. So, yes, I agree. Like, you know, there are mental health linkages. But, you know, we're, we're all humans. And this is what kind of shits me because it really doesn't do well for those who do need to readjust myself hang on a second i need a coffee oh i need a coffee break let's just say that a few moments later um what was i saying i was talking about it really damages the system for those who do the right thing like it really damages it because the ones that do the right thing are the ones that are penalized for this i remember when the law first came in i went and got a whole like swag of these um pills just to kind of 
sustain me because um, I had injuries and stuff like that. So uh, they were run out. They ran out years ago, and it's a diff- it's so difficult. I remember I after my um, bilateral arm surgery, I would go to my doctor and ask for painkillers and I did that for several months because I was in excruciating pain there was one point where she said to me hey I just want you to know um I can't keep prescribing this as regularly as I have been because um it'll go through to Medicare and Medicare are monitoring what doctors are prescribing you basically if you over prescribe in their opinion you can get kind of a, a slap on the wrist and then if you continue it can kind of escalate to something um so yeah, you know, GPs are now uh, limited by the fact that Medicare is now monitoring them, breathing down their back like Big Brother. So for those who don't know what Medicare is, basically in Australia we have a healthcare system. It comes out of taxpayers' money, basically, but it is um, a governing body who cover medical expenses in the public medical system. So things like a GP's appointment is covered. Things like, um, uh, I don't know, basic stuff like that's covered. We have um, private health insurance on top of that is where your additional coverage comes in. But for the most part, Medicare will get you through most places. You give your Medicare card at pharmacies. You, it, It's basically like a bus pass. You give it everywhere. And where possible, Medicare will pick up the costs. Occasionally, there's a gap, um, very occasionally, but most of the time, Medicare covers it. I know my private health covers dental. Um, they cover all of my like remedial massage and all of that stuff, and then Medicare has the rest of the public system. So I've kind of got the public system covered and then the private system. So it depends on where I want to go. Even when I was in... so. Around the time of my birthday, I think I mentioned I was sick, um, like I had a uh, ectopic pregnancy and a miscarriage, and I got admitted to emergency, and they got sent me down for um, overnight monitoring. The I declared my private health details, and then um, a doctor came and saw me and said, "Hey, you can definitely go down private health, but the thing is, you're going to get um, like a pretty hefty bill." And it's going to be the gap of the bill that you're going to have to pay. He goes, or alternatively, I can put it all through Medicare and it won't cost you a cent. So we were like, okay, we'll go Medicare. And he was like, okay, that's no problem. So it's like, yeah, it's it's interesting nonetheless. So anyway, um, and then I think, so, so if we go back to addiction, how many chances do you give someone if they're relapsing? becoming sober relapsing like how many chances do you physically give someone before you go no this is this is not it's not ideal can't have you in my life and that leads me more broadly to second chances what if somebody is a really that's my dog really really bad person and they've done really bad things in the past do we give people a second chance should we to clean up their lives and to live a fulfilling life and have opportunities and growth and all the rest of it. Like, do we, should we give them a second chance? I don't know. Maybe that's an entire podcast episode and I can decipher um, the different categories I'm thinking of when it comes to second chances. Um, 
that's probably it. I just wanted to talk very briefly about it. I strongly recommend just going and re- uh, watching Painkiller. It's a very interesting perspective on drugs and prescribed drugs and how rampant it was in the ni- uh, the 80s and the 90s. It was just, you know, candy, basically. You kind of, whoa, pop that pill, got on with your day. Um, so, yeah, I'd be interested to know what you guys think if you do see Painkiller. I think it's a limited series and it's it's not many episodes, but it's definitely a good watch. The acting's good. Um, what do you think? What do we think about addiction? It's hard because part of me is like, well, I don't think I could be addicted to the majority of the addictive drugs, but one that's deemed not that addictive, I'm like, rub my hands together. Where do I get my hands on it? No, I'm not that bad. I promise I'm not that bad. I'm not a druggie. I'm not addicted. Um, It's just, yeah. I don't know. It reminds me of that song, Not an Addict, by Kay's Choice. I'm not an addict. It's cool. I feel alive. <laughs> anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, it's a cool song. All right. I'm going to leave it there today. And I'm going to go uh, get stuck into my job. I've got some interesting matters that I'm going to deal with. I'm going to bring you a podcast episode in the future where I talk about what I do day to day. I'm going to start doing day in the life TikToks. I've just got to get around to it where things are just not crazy. So, um, I'm off to do that. I've got a copious amount of work. I'm off to work on my research project. It's just snowballing, but that's okay. It's okay. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend week until I come back next time so you guys know that you can connect with me via all the usuals I've got um, a web page just search the name of the podcast I've got an email uh, which is also on the website but it's aesthetic vibes uh, podcast at outlook.com uh, all of the usual socials are there hanging around uh, I must admit I'm not as active on socials at the moment just time is becoming a little bit challenging but that's fine we work through it so anyway have a wonderful rest of the week etc and i'll talk to you soon bye guys